so bad he smells We take turns choosing the games that we review Even Mario's Hotel Come on characters, nobody likes you and salutations everybody this is we talk games arcade weekly and it's my favorite time of year are you ready for some speed whoa i am wiggly on the skype pipers calvin cubics i should really be on the pup list this week you gotta go on the pups yeah that's physically unable to perform i shit out my skeleton this morning <laughs> I made the mistake of trying, like, a new hot sauce and oh. putting way too much of it Ooh. on dinner last night. Yeah. So then I consumed half a gallon of milk yeah. within 15 minutes. Yeah. The mixture of the milk and the spice. I've been shitting magma all morning. <laughs> I feel terrible. Remember when Curb Your Enthusiasm uh, was getting hooked up with this oral instructor? And okay. she said that sh- that uh, spicy food made uh, men's uh, uh, cum taste really good. So he's <laughs> like, I, I love spicy food. I love spicy food. And he's pouring all this hot sauce over all of his dinner. And he takes a bite and he goes, <laughs> and he, keeps, he can't stop from coughing. And then, of course, she uh, has no more interest. Uh, all, yeah. Hey, this will make you f- uh, feel better. Toto Sida Flow. Abanamanachi Nawakai Bai Bo. I feel no different. Asshole. Hey, let's talk about our sports ball. Sports ball is the time when we talk about it's called <laughs> Sportuary. Sportuary is the time. Yeah. My favorite time of year. It's the time when Brian's around the world say, That's not a sport. Don't throw sports at me. (laughs) Go fuck yourself. It is a sport, (laughs) especially today's sport, which is Paddle Mania. Paddle Mania 1988 by SNK. Oh, we are barely going to cover the spread this episode. (laughs) What are you saying? First, I may poop my pants while we're recording. No, don't. Take a break. (laughs) Paddle Mania. Paddle Mania by SNK 1988. Paddle Mania, first of all, terrible name. (laughs) Awful. Lousy. It's like calling Tetra Shape Drop Fever. Yeah. By the way, Shape Drop Fever, a uh, big flop for Ted Nugent. Oh. In fact, it was so bad. Yeah. How bad was it? <laughs> How bad was it? <laughs> I'm old. It's so bad <laughs> that it never made it to the album, but it was too late to have the title removed from the album cover. Went to the printer. <laughs> so it's still on the album cover, his Shape Drop Fever, but it doesn't appear on the album at all. I think you're thinking of Crazy Horse. Actually, I'm thinking of uh, Alice Cooper, Special Forces, and the song was called Look at You Over There Tearing Sawdust from My Teddy Bear, and that's exactly what happened. <laughs> it was such a bad song that they never put it on the album, but it, the cover had already gone through the printers, so they had to leave. That's great. And I was like, where the fuck's this song? I'm missing a song, because this song sounds awesome. <laughs> nobody rem- Nobody realizes, I mean, Alice Cooper, number one. Two favorite artists of mine, Gary Newman and Alice Cooper. Mm. But nobody realized how terrible 
a lyricist Alice Cooper is. <laughs> I mean, amazing song. When he got hooked up with Bob Ezra, amazing, you know. Uh, Bob Ezra made Alice Cooper as as a solo artist. Bob Ezra made Kiss, you know. That's why Kiss and Cooper sound the same, because he turned them into those sounds. Yeah, Alice Cooper know. ever get a pinball table? Alice Cooper, not that I know of, but I mean, he was the first hologram art piece by Salvador oh. Dali. Oh, interesting. So, yeah, that's I didn't know that. The Dali, he loved the coops. So we're going to talk about Paddle Mania. First, let's go to TT for her TT Snap Stats. Hello, I am TT Shkmoodkins, and this is TT Snap Stats. <laughs> this article is a stub. You can help Video Game Wiki by expanding it. This titty snap stats has been brought to you by Insect Insect Mushroom Induction Lamp. Insect Insect Mushroom Induction Lamp mini version of the design from Disney cartoon film, Total Ship Part of Your Life. <laughs> now, it's back for more of the We Talk Games Video Power Magazine program. Now, did you ever play Paddle Mania, Kyle? Yeah, I did for this show. <laughs> No, I mean before. <laughs> no, oh, no. I, I played did. another strange tennis game with you that I can't remember the name of. <laughs> Off the wall. That, yeah. Oh, was that it? Yeah. Yeah, that was um, bizarre. Yeah. Uh, and not as bizarre as, well, no, this game is probably less bizarre than that one. But that and game e- is funny easier to control. As, yeah, that game is very... funny as fuck. I did play this game before, but it was called something else, and it was an entirely different game. Oh, so it probably wasn't this game. No, but uh, back in high school, we did have this thing where one guy would stand there with a comically large ping pong paddle. What he'd do is he'd swat this soccer ball to mm-hmm. try to score a goal against the ladies' synchronized swimming team. Oh, really? So, yeah. Uh, rest in peace, Esther Williams, by the way. That is a lie. Queen of the aquatic musical movies. Technicolor glamour girl, Esther Williams. It's not a lie. I think we've lost everybody yeah, now. <laughs> I'm old. If you haven't seen Esther Williams, go back. She's the only woman that still looks beautiful with a fucking rubber cap on her head and a nose clip. <laughs> well, first of all, like TT said, it's a vertical monitor, and you can have four players simultaneously, up to four yes. players. Or as the flyer says, simultaneous two-player for player versus computer, which is technically grammatically correct, but it sounds weird. Right. So you have your choice of A, B, C, D, or E play. Yes. One player versus computer, two player versus computer, two player versus two player. How many am I up to? A, B, C, D. <laughs> uh, and some other ways. I don't know. <laughs> I can't. Yeah, there's some handicap matchups in there where it's 2v1, then it's two computers versus two human players, then it's human player versus human player, two human players versus the computer, and I probably am going to start repeating myself, but there's different combinations, so you could have doubles or singles. There's E amounts of games ways to play. <laughs> yeah. Set your uh, switches on top of your console to game B or A or 
Exactly. Yeah, it's exactly. the Atari method. It, it was the Atari method. And 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 the shit thing about it is, it's let's say you pump a shit, say you pump a bunch of quarters in, Keep like we are once going to happen this episode. The shit. Let's say you you pump a shitload of crap out of your pants, and you yeah. pump a shitload of quarters into the machine. Yes. Be careful that you don't start right away, because if you're only playing one player, the more quarters you put in the method of play of A, B, C, D, or E keeps going down the list. So if you put in E amount of quarters, you're going to be two on two, which... And it thinks you have four people ready to play. Exactly. So you got to scroll back up to one versus an old beige and white computer. Actually, I think it's gray and white, but uh, Mm -hmm. not sure if it's supposed to be a Mac or a PC. And then after that, you can select your difficulty setting if you're playing against the computer. Yeah, and you will always select easy and still lose. Still kick your ass in, yeah. Now, this is an SNK game. We're going to actually have a very special uh, month coming up dealing with yeah. SNK. But this is before that uh, SNK had their own console or arcade right. machine. And this was uh, back in 1988. What is this? I think on a JAMA board, probably 6800 or something. I, I don't know what TT said. I wasn't really listening. Yeah, but it's definitely before MVS or AVS. It's along the lines of the psychic soldier era of snk right the vertical screens and remember yeah. this is 1988 so overall i think the graphics are are pretty hot for 88 i would definitely agree with that i don't know if you have a lot of making mechanics i have a couple no i don't have any okay so pong breakout and arkanoid definitely laid the foundation for this type of game pong being like the first tennis game and mm-hmm, then there mm-hmm, are- mm-hmm. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Uh, one making mechanic, Tennis for Two, which okay. was the first tennis game. I don't have that, but I do have, which, uh, you know. Which you had to play on a, a $75,000 oscilloscope-based <laughs> uh, computer. In a laboratory can, somewhere. Exactly. But yeah. as I mentioned before, Tennis for Two, not a lot of people know this. Well, first of all, you couldn't see yourself. However, you did play it with something like a brown box. There, There were two pieces of control knobs, and... Even though the ball just sort of bounced back and forth on the oscilloscope, the round oscilloscope, you could actually put English on the ball. So it was kind of neat. A lot more than you would think about just hitting a ball back and forth. It was it was more progressive than Pong. Sure. Uh, just lacked all any type of graphic power even to draw <laughs> paddles that go up and down in a, in a dotted line for a net. So it was can- analog as well. Which lent to that putting English on the ball and, you know, swinging around because I believe you controlled it with either a spinning pot or a dial or something. Yeah, I can't remember uh, everything about it. Uh, 40s, 50s, I don't really recall, but it was a wartime giant computer type of thing. But uh, definitely check it out because it's it's kind of fun. So uh, didn't mean to interrupt you, but go ahead. Pong and Arkanoid, of course. Yeah, speaking about arcade games, Pong, 1972, Breakout, 1976, Arkanoid, 86. These are the games that laid the foundation for this type of game. The games that I thought kind of resembled this game were Super Doubles Tennis, 1983 by Data East. Because of the choice of perspective, and it's not exactly top-down like this game, but it was trying to show the entire court and have the doubles where you have four players on the screen or four avatars on the screen at the same time playing tennis and then the other game i thought of was pro tennis world court uh Mm. 1988 by namco Mm -hmm. you're probably more familiar with the tg16 version yeah uh, but with the role-playing game 
Right, which the arcade game didn't have that. No. And I think I think it came out at the same time. It might have been 1987. The reason I thought of Pro Tennis World Court was because it started to play with the idea of goofy little gimmicks in tennis where you could play as a robot and stuff like that. Also called with- babyhead tennis. If you were in my household, let's, <laughs> let's play, play baby head tennis. Yeah, tennis, yeah, yeah, sure. So those are the two games around the era that I think, again, are not exactly like this game, but it's sort of these steps to build toward this game. And I think this game is very much a uh, a prototype or a foundation for a game that everyone seems to be very fond of, which would be Windjammers 1994 by Data East. Yeah where they play with the idea of the paddle ball game and replace the paddles and the ball with frisbees. But nonetheless, that game operates very similarly to this game. Mm-hmm. It's just more refined than Paddle Mania. Yeah, SNK returning a lot to this style of game. And I think it's because the play mechanics hold up. I mean, you try to pong somebody. Pong worked. Yes. Pong worked. It's not quite tennis you don't need to be that skilled to tennis around as you would in the real game of tennis but as you might have mentioned i don't know if that got cut out of the show or not (laughs) um (laughs) these are based around olympic events and you know that because paddle mania actually was an olympic event because it starts out with your main character lighting the (laughs) humongous uh, olympic torch probably half the size of new jersey yeah, and then responsibly taking the lit torch and throwing it into the sky. Yes, yes. the embers, Smokey the Bear is having a shit fit, shit again, with the yeah. pants and the poops. I'm telling you, it might happen. Yeah. So, uh, and talking to sh- about shit, this game controls like shit, but. Oh, <laughs> see, we, we disagree on this. I had a lot more time to play it. Yeah, I'm not going to say you're going to. I play. gave it a few hours. Yeah. I definitely gave it a few hours, and I I hit a wall and I got frustrated. But I did return to it and, and figured out a few strategies. But go ahead. The first person you play, I think that's the hardest hurdle to get over. Mm-hmm. Once you get past that, then it starts changing, and then you realize why this is a special game. If it was just like the first game, the first game is just tennis, yeah. know, basically. Except you don't have a net. There's a line. And you can hit the ball as many times as you want. And you have a very odd swing. And your yeah. characters look human. They didn't try to go for cartoony. Oh, that's what I did want to say. I, I feel that graphically, even for 1988, mm-hmm. you see the early development of that SNK style. And I really believe that aesthetically, it's a lot more pleasing to look at than Pro Tennis World Court or Super Doubles Tennis. Yeah. It has that S&K feel about it. It's not quite there. It's not what you'd expect from the games that would come out later with the MVS or the AVS, but it definitely looks better than Psycho Soldier. Yeah. So it's, it's kind of that bridge between those two art styles. The avatars on the screen are represented very well and are nice and big in comparison to the rest of the environment. Right. I should correct myself. They are cartoony, but they're humanly proportionate. 
They're yeah. not. Uh, they're not baby abstract. head. Right. They're not baby. They're not chibi or anything else like that. And they're not over exaggerated. They're trying to be good representations of actual athletes, actual tennis players, and things like this. However, they are bright colors and and cartoony in that aspect. However, the big part that is the funny part is that their paddles are as big as the characters. Right. And they swing them in odd ways, and that's why it reminded me of Off the Wall because. <laughs> If you get to play that, it's going to be a little bit difficult because the method that the the person's arm was used to control the ball, and that was a side view, is so bizarre that you can't play it, but you can look at it and have a good laugh. It's not so much that they have arms as they have windmills on either (laughs) side. True. And this operates kind of the same way with the swing. It's just it's a different perspective, so it's top down. But you do sort of this 360-degree swing either – clockwise or counterclockwise which i believe is supposed to be a forehand or a backhand exactly yeah the thing is is that you can hit a backhand pretty much off of any ball that's coming towards you right and you can hit a forehand off of pretty much any ball that comes towards you know do different pong bounces off the wall so you do have an enclosed space and each area is a little bit different so you have changing areas Right. But the first one is like an open tennis court, except you could bounce off the walls and there's little corners in the sides that uh, can bounce off of. And you can hit the ball in such a manner if you hit it towards the very end of your swing of your Mm -hmm. paddle that you will knock your opponent on their ass. Yes. Now that's comical. It is. And while it's a nice animation too. Yeah, because they're like sweating and their legs <laughs> are flailing. And that's a time when you try to score. However, yeah. like you mentioned, the controls don't make it easy to score. No. It would take you a very long time, I think, to learn how to get very good at this game. Now the nice thing is is that when you continue, you continue at that same stage. There's nine opponents, or perhaps it's more accurate to say nine matches. Right. If you're playing single player, each of the nine matches is a little bit different. Yes. The environment changes, how you can score upon the goal changes, um, and your opponents change as well. Other sports teams start to show up uh, as you progress. So getting past the first person, I said, you got to just get past the first person. Get past the first person, you know, score. Oh, by the way, it's like timed by a minute. If you tie... Mm-hmm. you lose right that fucking sucked because i was like yeah i finally got yeah we each most got of, one point <laughs> most of the strategy that i would implement with the game would be running out the clock mm-hmm. when you're up if you can yeah as we talk about some of the other teams there's moments where if they're not swinging a paddle and the ball is served into the court they won't come to center to hit the ball so if you just step back and wait and let the clock run down you can wait to the last 15 20 seconds and then start hammering away because this is very much a hit the buttons game as we talked about you don't have a lot of control the forehand and backhand do move the ball accordingly to left or right Mm -hmm. but it's not like you're going to be doing precision shots with that method. No, but there is timing involved, and, and yeah. that comes in play when you have some of the sliding back walls or closing back wall doors to try to get right. through their goal. So why don't you tell us, what happens as soon as you beat the first person? Who's the first person? Court Sally or something? Yeah, some other paddle baller. <laughs> and then after that, you go up against a volleyball team. <laughs> Which... 
is amazing. It's a three-team volleyball team, yeah. and I just creamed the crap out of them the <laughs> crap <laughs> first time I played them. But they will actually do a three-person setup to spike the ball. Yes. And it's hilarious. It was a good choice on SNK's part because I knew nothing about the game went in, started playing, and uh, with that first stage and the difficulty I had of getting past it, I was really dreading the second stage, Mm -hmm. thinking that it was going to be wash and repeat with each of these opponents. Then when I saw it was a volleyball team, I was very much interested to see what is going to come next. Yeah, because you're paddling against a three-team volleyball team. (laughs) Right. And the very smart thing they did was they show the first match, and then they show bits of the match against the volleyball team on the attract screen. So oh, that I was didn't very catch smart. That. Yeah, that was that very was smart. smart of them. They don't give away the rest of it. Right. And in this stage, you can apply the method that I said, which is when the ball is served into court before anyone scored anybody at the very beginning of the match, you can go to the far left corner and just let the ball bounce back and forth down mm-hmm. the middle line. None of the volleyball players will come and get it. And then you wait till there's like 10, 15 seconds left and you can do a forehand. And when you hit the ball, they change formation and you can catch them off guard and get the goal. And then that'll be one up. And then you could just let the clock run out. If you get good at doing that, you can do it within four or five seconds. That was a trick that I learned online because I did. I wanted to progress further in this game. It's just such a high barrier of entry with the controls. Yeah. So I wanted to figure out, and and you kind of clued me in on this, that running the clock down was definitely a good strategy. But most of the strategy about progressing through the game from some of these pro players is gaming the game, is taking advantage of some of the the uh, AI that's in yeah, the game. That's true. The volleyball team, I so much enjoyed. Just their animations, the reason that they did it. I scored at least 12 on them, and they didn't score one on me because they stay in a three, a triangle position. Yes. And I would just wait for the ball to go right in the middle of where the first person and a person on the side was standing and I'd be able to angle it right past both of them and into the goal. And I could rush them. I don't think you can, you can't knock those dudes out. But right away, there you go. You know that this is going to be something special. And that's the only reason I wanted to add this to Sportuary because there's dozens, dozens and dozens of tennis games that we could just go through a tennis games and last a whole year. Sure. But this one uh, had something special. Then after that, you go against... Uh, is that where he tapped out with the fella? That was... Yeah, I don't remember his name, but he was uh, listed as U.S. Oscar player. That's it. Or okay. Oscar ace. Right. I don't know what that means. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not familiar with the sport Oscar. I thought it was soccer. I thought there was like a bad translation, but no, he's a, one of these ball and paddlers again. Yes. So they change it back up to the original mechanic of facing off against somebody with a paddle. But this time, his goal is blocked by a moving wall that goes left and right. And you have to make the shot between that movement. So if it's to the left, you shoot for the right opening and vice versa. As is your side with a sliding rock across yours and your rock slide in the proportionally opposite directions. That's that's almost right, I think. I found that dude to be a lunatic in comparison to the first stage. Like, he was very much hammering 
back and forth, at least with me, with volleying. Yeah. He was much quicker, and I, I just I would get close, but then he would tie me or he would beat me by one, and I was starting to get frustrated with the game. Yeah, this one wasn't wasn't too difficult for me. I just stayed covering the open space in my wall, and a lot of times I would just let it bounce off the wall. Now, the neat thing about this is, is that if you stand far enough back towards your wall, even if they hit it hard, you probably won't get knocked out and you can block it with your body. So I yes. ended up blocking a lot of his shots with my body without trying to swing at them. Because if you do try to swing at them and they're coming at your body, sometimes they'll get past you. Right. So basically, this is all about trying to bounce it off a wall when they're not looking so that it could get past them. Or once again, rushing the net, <laughs> net. <laughs> The line, <laughs> rushing right. the line, and uh, trying to spike it as or hit it as quickly as you can in a straight line towards the side of him, and he, and he won't go over to get it. So uh, that's how I got past that guy. The next was the fourth stage. Now I was really into it. The fourth mm -hmm. stage versus sumo wrestler. Yes. <laughs> so you're sort of in this... I don't even know what. It's some type of uh, dojo area, and there is a sumo wrestler with his thousand hand slap type of uh, movements. Over the small goal in the middle of the stage is this, you know, hanging like bead area. Right. But it goes right through there. Yep. Now that yeah, guy. You, you would think it's bars or something, like right. you have to break them away, but no, no. It, it does go past there. Yeah, I crushed him immediately, but uh, on my second playthrough he started putting a whooping on me but he'll he just he got wise <laughs> yeah exactly i, I yeah. should have waited for the game to get tired and then i probably could have beaten him again <laughs> but uh, once again remember you're always just a paddle person and right. uh, so now you're going against a sumo wrestler i believe you're always a female protagonist too uh no, he's a dude that's a dude yeah Oh, all right. The females are the ones that kick your ass the most. Yeah, I know you go up against females, but I thought your character was a female. I think he's just a long-haired, uh, effeminate male. The sumo guy is uh, very funny. You will always knock him down when you hit him with the ball, but he'll get up very quickly. How do you score on him? You just get fast, you rush the net, and try to corner shot it into the little hole in the middle. He really didn't pose too much of trouble for me, but... Once again, you're going up against a sumo wrestler in a tennis right. match. Then the next one was uh, <laughs> Center Court Sandra. Yes. Yes. She uh, She's on the hormones. She's <laughs> taking the hormone therapy. She's halfway there. Sandra, Sandra, who's in between. That doesn't make sense. Anyway, she will kick Just your ass. Just call me Chuck. I hate the women tennis players in here because they are open court. So it's easiest to score and very, very difficult to stop from murdering you. Mm. However, I found out a trick with her. If you can score once, if you could score once, yeah, and it's her serve, stay to the bottom right, maybe about two people left from the wall. She will always serve and bounce it off the wall. It will hit the side of the wall. It will hit the back of the wall right in front of your goal. And you will be able to backhand it past her every time. I think I scored mm. 21, 21 to 1 on her. Wow. So that's your tip because she will be 
a game ender for you and it's too bad because the next level is one of the funniest and most bizarre and high scoring level you will ever play it is against surfer yeah versus surfer you only have one surfer to battle <laughs> no <laughs> you have a fleet of a surfers. clone army of surfers <laughs> And they are whipping balls at you. They're whipping them. This very much operates like a bonus stage. It does, but it's not because you will. It's you def- will. Yeah. If you're not if you're not on top of it, you'll lose. But if you're good at volleying back, chances are you'll either knock the surfer off their board or because they're moving across the screen, you'll go right past them and get the uh, get the goal. Actually, you don't score anything when you, the ball goes past them. You must knock them off their... their oh, uh, is that how you their, score? Yeah, you must knock oh. them off their, their surfboards. Oh, that's challenging then. Yeah, oh. yeah. You have to determine, okay, where are the most balls coming from, the right or the left, and then you backhand... To try to hit him in on the left, and uh oh, this guy's coming in from the right. Now you got to gotcha. forward. Very difficult to get and down. This stage, it's multi ball. You'll have three coming your direction or more because yeah. oh, then okay. they throw them back at you. And <laughs> so you can have, you know, all these balls on screen just coming towards your hut. And they are throwing it back at you. They don't have paddles or anything. They're throwing the balls at you. Yeah, they're just sitting on their surfboards, just hucking balls with momentum that it would be impossible for them to do while sitting on a surfboard, smiling all the while. Your scores will be in the 40s, and you will normally only be able to get like a 10-point spread in either direction, if you get good at it. If you get good at it, they might score 10 over you, or you might score 10 over them, or sometimes just too but you will always like be within a 10 point spread of each other if when you start understanding how to play this level and it's very fast paced and uh it's a blast it's a lot of fun to play then you go against dirk dipshits another shit <laughs> you go against hardcore Hard henry yeah hardcore henry he has the this level is completely in first person and is blown out of proportion and makes no money at the box office. I'm sorry, I'm thinking of the film. <laughs> Hardcore Henry? I like that movie. I watched it twice. Really? Yeah. Still made no money. I dug it, though. Yeah? It made I made a lot of downloads from oh, tours. Maybe that's the issue. Yeah. Made it. You know what? It, it came out before the theaters. Oh, there you uh, go. So, yeah. And did you watch it in 3D or... I did. I did. I, first, I watched it in no D, and then I watched it in 3D. Did you make sick in your sandals? Was it like mo- motion sickness inducing? No, it was like every uh, other 3D movie. You forget it's in 3D like 10 minutes into the program. Yeah. Because it's only the depth. I really enjoyed it. I thought that was. Uh, I thought it was really done well. And to be honest with you, I couldn't believe when the budget started kicking in. Like, I didn't know this had a budget behind it. Yeah, some parts you knew, oh, they were towards the end. (laughs) They were running out of money. Yeah. Yeah. But, and it was in between things, too, you know what I mean? Like, all of a sudden, it'd be amazing, and then it would be like, oh, uh, someone did that under Amiga in 1983. Yeah. The movie was uh, really good, but the last 15 minutes, it was all in a convenience (laughs) store for some reason. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Watching Hardcore Henry eat a take five, that was really avant-garde. I wouldn't recommend smoking pot and watching it. I think you have to really be alert 
to get okay. the most out of the movie. Yeah, so have a couple uh, Red Bulls or something like that. But Harcourt Henry is is a dick, and he will be in the sliding ice door level. I guess it's supposed to be steel, but in mm. back of you, you have a small goal that will have sliding doors like an elevator or a lift. Is that what they call it in tennis court language? Sure. And <laughs> he's just, you know, a regular stupid shit that you, you uh, have hilarious. to employ the technique of running out the clock and you can do it pretty well you just have to keep your timing down for when you want to try to hit it towards him at the apex of his door being open but realize that when his door is open your door is open and he will hit it back like a fucking bullet right so you have to just start swinging as soon as you hit it towards his goal so that you can hopefully Try to volley it back and forth. And the next level was the one that really blew my mind. And it was the <laughs> opening statement I made. It's a half court. The half that you're standing on is, of course, bricks, like your normal area. Uh, yeah. It has your normal uh, type of openings. Except on the other side, their opening is quite small. And you are going against a three-person synchronized female swimming team. Yes. So the... Uh, back person is always the goal person. She's very quick and a dick. And the two people in front of her are doing the synchronized ballet where they go underwater and spin their legs around and do all that. And let me tell you, they can windmill that ball back at you and everything coming at you is bullets. But I was yeah. at level eight and I was like, I got it. I'm going to beat this. And uh, boom, I'm going to be at the last level, level nine. And uh, I lost the first time to the synchronized swimming team. And then all of a sudden, I found myself standing on a three-tier gold, uh, silver, bronze, metal thing. Yeah, what do you call that? Podium. Podium, yeah. Yeah. And uh, I am in third. Yeah, you meddled. Actually, I got got a gray... It's not even bronze. It's just like tin. It's lead. You got the lead. <laughs> Old lead. Yeah. I got the asbestos. Awesome. Yeah. Terrible. It might Took just Took on be... the asbestos and paddle mania. It might be made out of charcoal. I'm not sure. Polished clean charcoal. charcoal. Yeah. Clean charcoal. So I was very sad. So do you know what happens at the end? Because I didn't look. I believe there's just one more paddler after that. Yeah. Want to go on a diff- field trip? Well, you and I are on the line, so let's go to a field trip. So we're going to look up. Uh, you decided to not go on a field trip? Okay, <laughs> I I'm, hung up on mistake. I'm taking the listener on a field trip. So we're now uh, going into the Googles, and we're going to I'm type, doing it. I'm doing it. We're doing it with our listeners. Okay. Yeah. So you type in, uh, what is this called? Hardcore Henry? A paddle Mania. Paddle Mania. SNK. Yeah, put arcade or SNK on the back of that. Yeah. Because you might get some other type of video. I'm just going to go to images. I'm just going to look for people I haven't seen. Oh, there's you lighting the entire town of Japan on fire. Uh, yep. Okay, what do you got? Because I got Psycho Soldier and everything else coming up. <laughs> so the last person you go up against is another paddler. His name is Sammy Set. Ooh. This is another one where they play with the stage so that there is a... Hold on a second. I'll find out what the gimmick is with the goal. So the last ninth opponent is U.S. Sammy Set. The only difference with his court is that his goal is about half the size of yours. Oh, okay. 
He's sort of like the synchronized swimming team. That's yeah. the same problem with them. If you are defeated by him, I would imagine you're in the second place tier of that podium. And when you do defeat him, you're in the first place tier. And you take home the uh, gold. Or who knows what. Yeah. <laughs> On this game, the only thing I would improve would be the play mechanics. I wish this came out for a console system. I think the concept is awesome. And yeah. I would have liked to have seen this uh, taken to the next level, like a Windjammers or a Bang Ball B-Ball or whatever it was called. Yeah, I agree with you. I like the ideas behind the game. I just don't like the controls of the mechanics. Per se. And it's not, I like the idea of the mechanics. I just don't like how it's applied. Sure. I think this game is great for people who are really into Windjammers and want to see the proto Windjammers, where that game got its roots, because I believe this definitely did, especially because there's the SNK connection and there's the Data East connection. Or if you're into really difficult and challenging games. Sure. Now we do our one sentence review because it is a new year and we are one sentence reviewing things. So, I will go first. Actually, I want the cutting room floor to go first. Oh. <laughs> yeah, this is from the cutting room floor, a website, if you ever want to uh, check it out. Paddle Mania stretches the definition of paddle tennis as far as it can go before snapping into full-blown chaos. Very nice. That's their one-sentence review. Now, mine. They, they couldn't say it better themselves. <laughs> no, that really summarizes it. But here's mine, anyway. Paddlemania. It's better than Shape Drop Fever. <laughs> All right. I like yeah. to do callbacks, you know. Here's mine. Paddlemania has no connection to S&M fetishes, but it should. <laughs> mm-hmm. Don't Google Paddlemania ball gag. Oh, gosh. Boy, you know, I go to a DH gate to do a lot of my shopping. I- thought you'd bring this up yeah. please continue <laughs> and actually I, sh- I shop at rose wholesale a lot because i like rose wholesale i think they're a little bit better than dhgate yeah but whatever you do you know you can go to men's uh, jeans you could go to men's accessories like for belts and things like that never go to men's underwear i turned gay almost <laughs> immediately i don't know how this could be considered underwear it's just dick cloth it's like a little robe for your penis. That's all the underwears. Every single underwear. Penis robes. I always wanted a half cape for my Johnson. It's like the time that I was using that app, um, Geek. Geek. I got everybody in a geek. So you're on Geek and you're, you know, you're seeing things like a flashlight for your iPhone, case for your iPhone, earrings, men's ring, a ball lifter. sexy men ball lifter it's a strap that you wear actually under your pants that lifts your balls up some support like to no it lifts your balls up towards your belt so that you have sexy ball bulge nice for i what the fuck that's a power move if you're going for like a job interview you might want to consider getting one of those man Walk Just in, let everybody know what you're about. Stick, stick a fucking sock down there. Don't fucking, <laughs> you know, stretch your balls <laughs> put, over your put head. Put a snap bracelet around it. <laughs> I mean, that's insane. Why do you, who, how is that considered sexy to have your balls tucked into your belt? <laughs> 
Hey, you thanks all. for listening to the show. Yeah. I also I want to thank Smoking Eds and their pineapple ginger hot sauce with a heat <laughs> index of five for melting my butthole. <laughs> And I want to thank you for listening and be sure to go on to whatever program that you're downloading this episode or this podcast from and leave us a review or rating. Also share the episodes that you particularly like on social media, either you know, Facebook or Twitter. We really appreciate that. And don't forget, Wiggly's Book Club is now official. You can it's find it in the back. iPhone. Yeah, it's back. You will believe a man can read. You might. The first 27 episodes will air again every two weeks, which will give me time to take care of the business I need to. And then starting with episode 28 or issue 28 or whatever you want to call it. And I try to stick to the half hour format a lot better than on this program. (laughs) Then we'll start all new reads. So that would be fun. If you've never heard it before, I don't know. What do you think about it? It's enjoyable. It's definitely accessible. It's the right mix of educational or edutainment. It's the right mix of edutainment. (laughs) You've just put the nail in its coffin. (laughs) It is books that you probably have never heard of because who the fuck has ever heard of these, you know, sex to 60. It's not what you'll expect from a book club. How about that? It's not Oprah's book club, although uh, there may be times when uh, the Oprah podcast will be on. But remember, that's only for Oprah to hear. So don't miss that. Everybody, we hope that you like us, and we hope that you uh, like us. Yeah. Bye-bye.